So this podcast is with Asi, and he is one of four founders of Wonderbly. Wonderbly are a incredibly creative and passionate group of people who are making the highest quality of personalized children's books. Um, and it's wonderful. Um, even as an adult, when I read these books and I feel them and I and I see the quality and I look at the illustrations, you know, there's something special here, and I can I can only imagine how, you know, how a child would feel to get one of these books. Um, I'd been at Wonderbly for about two months at this point, uh, contracted as an internal recruiter. I hadn't spoken to Assi much, just the odd kind of hello and and seeing him around the office, and so I thought. It'd be good to sit down with him for half an hour or so and and understand his personal background because I understood the company's history and what they'd done, um, and yeah, it was a really interesting conversation and I think him and the other founders have definitely created, you know, a really nice place to work, um, you know, somewhere that is different from from a lot of other places I've seen and heard about and and worked in. So. Look, you know, without further ado, here is me and Assi. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Assi. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate welcome. it. welcome. Thanks for um, having me. So, for the people who don't know what Wonderbly is, tell us. Wonderbly is a unique startup that lives on the intersection of uh, storytelling, design, and digital, and printing. Uh, we make uh, magical personalized, currently, uh, magical personalized uh, experiences for children in the form of books. Um, and we go as early as newborns, uh, and our books uh, are being used as, as just beautiful keepsakes. Um, and recently started to go up with ages. Um, and for this context, I think it's, it's, it's still fairly new and exciting for us. Um, it's not just a personalization, it's not just uh, you know, great stories, it's not just the keepsake. I think that's what we learned is that personalization can be used as an amazing tool for character building um, and you know, just making kids more uh, kind, courageous, curious. Um, and yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Awesome. And, and where were you in the world when you had this idea? I was, that was about six years ago now. Um, the genesis of uh, of, of uh, Wonderbly, or previously lost my name, uh, was when I've received uh, a gift for my daughter, for my older daughter. She's ten now. Was when she was about four, uh, and it was a book with her name in it. And that, um, I guess, that, that warm and fuzzy feeling of seeing my daughter's name in a book, uh, which was there, but it lasted exactly one second. I didn't realize how completely underwhelmed by everything about this book. Um, and I, I learned very quickly that personalized book, I was completely unaware of the category of that that kind of product, um, but learned very quickly that they've, they've been around for over 40, nearly 45 years now. Um, the category is not, uh, is, is nothing new, but they were, they were never written by, by good authors. They were never illustrated by great artists and they were definitely never treated as a technology playground as, as we think of them. Um, and so they were always just a, a bit lame novelty kind of gift, you know, just purely for that uh, uh, instant gratification of seeing your, your name or the child's name in a book. Uh, but but um, actually, apart from just slapping a child's name across a few pages in a book, mm. um, 
that there was nothing really interesting or, or of value in these books. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I called a few friends, obviously, my, which are now my, my co-founders and business partners, so uh, Tal and David and Pedro. Uh, and, you know, we sat around my kitchen table and, and looked at this book. It's like, surely we can do something better than that. Uh, and that's, that's how it all started. And then for the next 18 or 24 months nearly, we just worked on it as a side project, uh, self-funded, self-published, you know, between uh, full-time jobs and families and what have you. Um, and then we launched it to the world and, and the rest is history. Wow. And I know you mentioned you did it as you had kind of full-time jobs. So how was your transition from being a, an employee you know, how was it from being an employee to now being a founder of a company with what, 40, 50 people in it? That you um, are yeah, sort just of, about. And you're responsible about. for all of them. Yeah. Right? So, so kind of. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> so how's that journey kind of been for you emotionally, I guess? It's, it's been uh, an amazing and obviously an emotional roller coaster. Um, I think that, I mean, the, the, the fact that we started and, and in a way bootstrapped to about 20,000 copies, um, while held to our uh, kind of day jobs, um, I guess, it, and only when we saw that the the respond to the product and how well people perceive it, and you know, we were taken aback by the uh, uh, by the responses, by the feedback that we received, by you know how, but by the emotion, emotional payoff that we saw that this book is is uh, is creating, um, and. Um, and we obviously saw that there's a big market for it. Um, and at that point, we decided to just drop everything and uh, turn it into a full-time job. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was a, it was an interesting transition. Uh, you know, it's been four years now since we uh, made that switch. Um, and you know, I, I can only hope that I scaled personally uh, with 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 the company. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that I've been a bit of a I don't know, you can call it a reluctant CEO for the first three or four years uh, and kind of slowly finding my voice. Yeah. yeah. And so from that, what do you think was your biggest personal challenge? Um, it's a good question. I think that learning how to evolve and scale personally and, 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 and make a transition from being super hands-on on a product in a team of four um, to then starting to build a company around around a product uh, a company that can take cater for the growth that we're seeing for the demand of the product um, and and I think that th that transition from being very hands-on on the on the creative side of things and the marketing side of things which was kind of my hat among a very interdisciplinary founding team um, and slowly doing less and less and less and less hands-on work and more and more and more and more management work um, and you know I have to admit I've, I've probably resisted it for for a bit too long uh, but then learned to 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 embrace it uh, learn to in, enjoy I always enjoyed it because you know it's, it's been a hell of a ride but you know not replace it for a thing um, so yeah, I've, I've, I think that I've always talked about this idea of, uh, and this is something which I'm hoping to pass on and help each and every person who's coming here for uh, a year or, or four, um, 
I, I've always been interested in, in, in growth, in personal growth, in self-exploration, uh, in, in actively trying to become a better person. And, um, and I think that, you know, Wonderbly provided an amazing platform for me uh, to, do, to do just that. And I've, I've always, I was interested in this, um, from a very personal point of view, in this, what I call the, the, the magical alignment between uh, my personal growth and the company's growth and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, and you know, in the early days, and still today, I can see I can see this alignment. I can see that when you know when 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 I've you know when when it is either you know the company's growth that is forcing me to scale and to grow, uh, or if something is stuck on the company side of things, it is through some kind of a jump in my personal uh, uh, development that I can I can take mm. the company to the next level or, or, or you know hopefully try to get the company out of yeah. you know one of these uh, tough situations and you know it, it is a roller coaster so absolutely and I think when people look at a company kind of from the outside they see founders right so I just see you with the kind of you know a bunch of other founders but I don't see your sort of friends or family so kind of let's explore your friends you know how you know tell me about your kind of closest group of friends have they been instrumental in your personal scaling and development um, well I can I should probably mention one very very good friend who is also a co-founder mm-hmm. um, so the first person that I talked to when I uh, when I looked at that uh, crappy book and you know thought that maybe there's something uh, there is is Talaron uh, who is a close friend that I knew from Tel Aviv he arrived to London about 10 years uh, after me um, and he's he's an amazing technologist and an operator uh, and he ultimately built everything uh, I was I was you know we were dreaming the dream together I, I went in to uh, bring in the money uh, and uh, Tal was the, the, the operator and the guy who who, uh, who built everything. And obviously, together with Pedro and David, who are the, the creative geniuses, um, we, we 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 got to where we got to. And 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 in a way, you know, Tal um, has been a very good friend since he arrived to London. Um, and that journey uh, made us even closer friends. Um, and yeah, and business partners, which is which is an interesting one. Mm. Um, and and, how, and him being your friend and business partner, how is it working with your friend? Because I know people say various different things about working with friends and yeah. family. You know, is it has it been positive for you, or has it been a, a really tough learning experience? It's been, I'd say, one hundred percent positive. Uh, mm-hmm. It is you know someone that I've uh, I I love as as family. Um, <laughs> And uh, trust, you know, with 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 my life, um, and um, yeah. So it's 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 been it's been very positive um, to work with someone that you you know care about so much and uh, and can trust, you know, with your life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then you know, obviously, I have a slightly different but you know equally very strong relationship with with David with Pedro. Um, I I'm I believe in partnerships. Mm-hmm. I be, I'm not you know there's a lot of uh, kind of sole founders yeah. uh, out there. That's I'm not that type. Maybe in few years time, maybe after one bleak, if yeah, there is going to be life after one bleak, I can't really imagine <laughs> that. Um, but I uh, I prefer to work in in teams and in partnerships. Um, okay. Yeah. 
Let me quickly pause this. It's a uh, port city in Yemen uh, called Sharab. Ah. So the people who came from Sharab are Sharabis. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. And it's it it has nothing to do with a film or. Because uh, it means they're drunk. I know. I know. <laughs> so I, know. So uh, I was trying to figure out where you were from when I when I first joined the company. I was like, no, is he is he Indian? Is he yeah. Punjabi? And I couldn't no, like. No, no. So it's, it, it is it is quite common in um, it's quite. There's 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 uh, there's few Syrians with the name Sharabi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I that I've met. Uh, yeah, but the origin is is in Yemen, and I, you know I remember. Interestingly, I see less and less and less. But in my first, it's it's one of my early memories uh, in in London of um, every interaction that I had with um, with an Asian person here <laughs> in London. Uh, and I remember specifically uh, occasions when I'm in you know in, in the supermarket or like in, in Tesco, and I'm I'm handing my card at the till. And and the person is like, kind of <laughs> 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 it's like, do you know what your surname means? <laughs> like, yeah, and I don't really drink that much. <laughs> it doesn't even. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I was made aware of the film, and uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting, multifaceted surname. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of speaking of like your family. And by the way, yeah. just just on that because I explored it, the origin of uh, of Sharabi, the the drunk, mm-hmm. uh, comes from a. Um, a root vegetable uh, that they used to make alcohol uh, out of. So it's a bit like ah, beetroot, kind okay, of a, yeah, some yeah. kind of a very specific beetroot. Um, oh. That is the origin. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I've learned something Learned today, that then. exactly. <laughs> What's in the name? Yeah, it's yeah. very very interesting. Oh. Yeah. And also speaking of your family and being from Israel, it's a different culture there, of course. You know, compared to London, compared to the West. So yeah. you know what? What about your culture? have you kind of instilled in Wonderbleed, do you think? Um, it's a good question. I, I think that, I think that, you know, Israelis tend to be, and generally I'd say people from the Middle East, uh, you know, it's, it's a warm area, uh, <laughs> which means I, I find people kind of tend to be a bit uh, warmer, and that's, you know, for, okay. for good and for bad. Um, and... I think that a culture of uh, directness, um, a culture of um, of 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 candor, mm-hmm. um, and and a culture of of kindness and a culture of hospitality and um, mm-hmm. and I think you know that's 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 uh, absolutely integral to the to the Middle Eastern culture yeah. uh, of of you know being a good host is uh, is is uh, is yeah. a great honor yeah and I think that. Uh, yeah, thinking about you know Wonderbly and 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 the, I I you know I think that more and more I like to think of Wonderbly as a professional team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the 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 analogy of a family is a bit uh, something a little bit unprofessional there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great as 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 vibes, mm. uh, but ultimately you know you want to build a uh, a, a great professional yeah, team, uh, but with a, with the family vibes, and I think that yeah. that's what I probably. Uh, somehow contributed to. Mm. And, and and the first time you came to the UK, was there anything that kind of shocked you about England, about London, about our culture, about anything here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that, um, I guess that, you know, thinking about the opposite of, of you know, being direct, because, you know, being direct can be also quite uh, intimidating. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, the amount of um, 
coming to a very understated culture uh, was something uh, very fresh for me. And I think that uh, I, 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 I fell in love very quickly with, with that, um, a very strong sense of autonomy and a very strong sense, of, a very um, um, strong respect for the other and for your personal space. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and politeness, um, which yeah. is you know something that uh, I'm I'm not used to. Uh, <laughs> no, again, not that you know it's very polite, but but it's you know it's 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 definitely more confrontational yeah. uh, culture. Um, so yeah, I've I've, I've very much learned to um, to enjoy it, and 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 I guess that maybe less in terms of kind of values of culture, but more uh, of what London brings. I, I, I enjoyed and I still to this day, and I, I don't think that the, this, this feeling will, will ever uh, disappear, but um, obviously Israel is a very homogenous uh, society. Um, and I, I got completely addicted to the multiculturalism of, of London. Uh, and, and I guess kind of being stranger among among strangers mm. uh, and kind of living in this modern Babylon uh, is something that I'm, I, I, I very much cherish. That's very interesting because being Indian myself, it, very similar being a good host um, and being Punjabi in particular, we are really confrontational and we're really direct. <laughs> and so like, you know, growing up with a bunch of friends who are all Punjabi and then coming into the professional world where there's almost not many of us, yeah. It was kind of a big change for me as well to kind of be like, yeah. I can't say that. I shouldn't be this in people's faces. So it's very interesting to yeah. see the kind of yeah. the, the parallels yeah. in our cultures there. Um, and what do your parents do? Um, well, they are, well, my, my dad still works. So my dad had uh, a family business with his brothers for some good, probably over 40 years now. Uh, hardware business, local business. Ah. Um, and uh, mum was doing the hard work of uh, growing us up. Um, we've got two siblings, uh, and uh, you know she helped him a little bit with, with the family business, but ultimately she, she was a very hard-working stay-at-home mum. And um, yeah, dad still, still wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, go to work, uh, goes to work, wow. that's, that's his thing. Yeah. And what do you think you've learned from them that's helped you get to the place you are now in life? Uh, I would say that from my dad, I probably took the the uh, I don't know, work ethic is probably too too formal, but um, like doing what you love and yeah. um, and 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 love what you're doing, and you know finding the the the, the fulfillment in in your in your uh, in your work uh, and and dedicating yourself to it, and, and I think that you know in a way. Because he was uh, a, you know, he, he owned the business, uh, or self-employed, like kind of taking your destiny and owning your destiny, yeah. uh, and and creating opportunity for yourself is is something which I, I definitely took from him, um, and I think that from mum I I definitely took you know one of my uh, I would say strongest uh, beliefs or, or values which is um, that other people matter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that that is is hugely important for me, and um, I think that I learned so much from her interactions with with other people uh, and her ability, amazing ability to um, treat everyone, uh, whoever they are, wherever they are, whatever the background, um, as as equal, um, and that's something which I um, 
I feel I owe her a lot uh, yeah. for, for kind of instilling that uh, in me. It's oh, very interesting. And you mentioned before about doing what makes you happy. So before Wonderbly, were you happy or do you think you were just content in your kind of career beforehand? Um, I've always pretty happy um, because I made my choices mm -hmm. um, and, and this is something which uh, I somehow attribute to maybe in equal measures to, to obviously myself but to London uh, okay. and the opportunity that uh, the opportunities that were presented to me uh, in the city but I guess it's you know it is it is a bit, a bit of a chicken and egg but I think that you know the ability in, in uh, of London uh, to to create opportunities for yourself um, yeah. and and you know the, this idea that um, don't let the world happen to you you should happen to the world um, I think that London is the is the is one of the best places in the world to to actually live that uh, yeah. uh, live that idea uh, because there's so many opportunities there's so many things happening here uh, uh, you know I believe that Anyone who lives here should be able to find the right thing for them uh, if, if they will apply themselves to explore what is that right thing yeah. for them. Um, and, um, and in a way, you know, it's, it's, it's been and it still is, is a journey. I don't see anything as, as a destination. So as long as you learn um, and as long as you grow, um, then that's, that's all good. And that's, I guess that's what I'm really interested in. Hmm. And so Wonderbly is a, I like to think of it as a kind of creative tech company, but also yep. a full stack yep. book publishing company. Yep. So, you know, growing up in Israel when you were a child, what was the first piece of technology you interacted with? Um, well, probably some kind of a cassette sound system that my, wow. um, yeah, 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 like a proper cassette. Well, I'm, I'm 44 now, so I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an 80s, I'm an 80s child, and I remember, um, when I was probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, I, I remember that was my first kind of gadget. So my, my uh, grandfather, my grandparents went to the States for, uh, and they came back and my dad kind of gave me this double cassette, uh, kind of, you know, mini, mini boom. Um, and yeah, I was, I was very excited when I, when I had that. Yeah, that was, wow. the, that was the first piece. That was even before the VHS, I think, before, the, before video. Uh, they were first just a, yeah, and ever since then, I've been, the next 10, 15 years, I've been busy making mixtapes. Uh, <laughs> we have to show yeah, you some of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess starting a business at your age is, is, is probably quite common, but I guess in the London tech scene, it's not. Everyone seems to be in their 20s starting a business. Are they? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, these days they are, right? 20-year-olds yeah. and millions of yeah, pounds in yeah, their bank account. Yeah, so yeah. do you think that starting at your kind of age was a benefit in that you had years of experience? Or do you think, oh, should, I could have earlier and then I could have, you know... Um, it, it was definitely a benefit. Um, and specifically for what we do, um, it is... It is not accidental uh, that it was only when I became a parent myself that I was mm -hmm. able to, you know, start thinking about a business uh, that uh, creates products for children and for parents and for grandparents. So actually, being a family person helped a lot. Um, I think that you know, age does help. Um, I, I, I can't imagine doing it as a as a you know, 22 years old. It's yeah. just, it's just, I couldn't start a kid's publishing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. no, it wouldn't make no, any sense. Not yeah. that kind of thing, no. And, and so, speaking of family, when you were starting, you know, Wonderbly, 
there's obviously the risk that it might not work. There's a pretty big risk it might not work. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of emotionally handle sort of leaving a job for, you know, probably no salary, bootstrapping it on a risk on something that may not work? How did you kind of handle that? Because it's a lot of pressure. Um, and raise a family at the same time. I have an amazing wife uh, that is super, super supportive uh, and pushing me when I'm uh, feeling a bit shaky. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely attribute that, uh, that to her. We were, you know, we were very fortunate in this regard because uh, I, 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 I don't think, interestingly, the, the risks started later uh, when we started to play bigger and bigger and bigger game. Um, this is where things started to, uh, it, it wasn't in the beginning, um, because the beginning there was just no expectations, uh, and we bootstrapped, and, um, and, and, and it, was, uh, it was going very well. It's only later around, you know, Series A, Series B, uh, that the, the, the responsibility of, uh, you know, taking a lot of money in, in, in you know, uh, venture capital, um, that you're starting to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm playing some, some yeah. risking game here. Uh, but yeah, equally exciting game. Oh, definitely. And how did it feel when that money arrived in the business bank account? I mean, was it, again, was it exciting or was it really kind of daunting? It was exciting. Uh, it was exciting. I think that there's, um, there's a little bit of, uh, I'd say, kind of testosterone-led vanity. <laughs> Uh, yeah. in, 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 in raising capital, which again, I, I, I learned and, and feel like I've kind of you know, matured from. Um, because, you know, in, in many ways, getting the money in is the easy part. Uh, if you know how to set the dream and you have a compelling dream and vision, uh, then, you know, there is capital in the market and, and there are people that their job is to take risks sure. with, with that capital. Um, it's actually turning that risk capital into a scalable, profitable, sustainable business that is the big challenge. Yeah. Um, wow. And, you know, for any kind of startup founders out there listening right now, um, for anyone who has an awesome idea and is just not getting funding, any tips, like top three tips for kind of getting funding, like realistically? Um, I've only had one tip, to be honest. Uh, I think that's what... And this is something which, if, if I'll ever do another thing after Wannably, um, I will still go back to the way that we started Wannably, which is to bootstrap um, as, as far as you can. Um, that is something which um, I think when, when you are... When you're taking a minimal risk, uh, which is you know, mainly around your time, um, and a little bit of your money, you know, nothing, I did not risk anything, you know, meaningful. I did not remortgage my house to start, yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't do it. I don't have that kind of a risk uh, profile. Um, but I think that if you are, there's, there's, um, I believe that, you know, unless, you know, doing something very, very complex in, in, I don't know, robotics or life sciences mm. or something that, you know, generally needs some good few years of development, uh, and it really is, uh, something groundbreaking, but for uh, I think that you know for any uh, consumer product or enterprise uh, product, uh, there's 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 enough tools um, that you can use and you can you can start that business. You can validate the demand uh, or create you know your your MVP your minimum viable product um, 
at a relatively low cost. And I think that there's a huge, huge difference if you're coming to the table uh, to talk to VCs, uh, whether it's just an idea on the paper or on some slides, uh, or whether this is uh, an idea or a beginning of a product or some MVP that has already got some traction. Yeah. Uh, you have such a better hand um, when, when you're coming to the negotiation table and say like, look, I've done this, uh, it is working, I'm seeing some positive signals, now I need your cash to actually accelerate that, rather than yeah. I need your cash to start something. Um, yeah, makes a lot more sense. So I would say as long as you can, again, uh, you know, being realistic that it's not applicable to every startup idea, yeah. but as long as you can bootstrap and come to the table when you're, when you're ready to, to raise. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing from everyone is, is show something tangible because no yeah. one's going to take a punt on yeah. an idea. Yeah. We all have yeah. ideas, right? Yeah. And that makes yeah. sense. And, you know, so Wonderbly was started four years ago? Um, well, four years ago we became a, a seed-funded company. Okay. Uh, four years ago we've made the shift, exactly four years ago, we've made the shift from a you know, bootstrapped side project to a uh, seed-funded company and dropped everything and started to run it full-time. So, so tell me about your first employee at Wonderbly. Um, there's a lot of debate and uh, who, who was that first employee. Uh, and that's you know, simply because we, we worked uh, with a, a few freelancers to create the, the, first, uh, the first product. And, um, and e even as a bootstrap side project, we already had a couple of people who helped with the customer support. We definitely have a few people who uh, wrote a lot of code. Um, yeah, who was the first permanent employee sitting in, sitting in the office? I, you know what, I can't remember. Well, apart from the four of us, yeah. obviously. Um, it was probably either Patrick or Joe. So Patrick was a guy that um, was a senior developer in the company that I used to work with when I uh, bootstrapped, uh, okay. lost my name. And um, and he came with us to uh, to Wannably. and there is uh, there was a guy who uh, called Joe who was the first uh, customer support person. He was just coming out of uni. He needed some temp work, and then since then uh, he just left actually now after nearly, uh, if not exactly four years. Wow! Um, uh, in which he evolved from a you know just a uh, well not just. Uh, a, a, a customer support person as a uh, you know students looking for some uh, uh, temp work to uh, a, a full stack creative so he evolved wow. and became a, a creative he's, he's, wow. he has a, a creative degree and kind of moved from uh, the customer support side of the business to the marketing communications and mm -hmm. uh, brand side of the business and animation and yeah Wow, so a real kind of big change from being customer support yeah, to being a yeah. fully fledged kind of creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So speaking of your team, tell me one thing that you really, really love about the team here at Wonderbly. There is no one thing. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> Good, that was, that was a trick there's, question. There's many, many things that uh, I love about this team. I think that uh, I, I feel incredibly fortunate to um, work with um, some um, amazing people uh, who are very dedicated to their to their craft, um, as well as to the wonderful you know mission and vision, and um, and they're also just 
incredibly nice people. Yeah, they are, and I think I've only been here for two months. And one of the first things I kept saying to my friends is, everyone is really nice here. <laughs> and I look confused because like, you kind of expect some people to be a bit off or have like some gossip, or, but like everyone's really nice. People are good people. Yeah, yeah. and so it was kind of strange for me yeah. to kind of see that. <laughs> Especially coming from recruitment, like where it's the complete opposite. So, like, you know, credit where it's due, built an incredible team, yeah. all, all yeah. for the founders. And tell me about your first paying customer. And this could be, I'm talking about the first Ooh. ever. Well, there were uh, about a hundred of them. So I don't have a first one. Okay. Um, but um, once we've had a very, very crude, uh, I guess, MVP, uh, which you can still call the very first version of the book uh, an MVP, we, we put it out there. The next stage for us uh, was to buy it. I think when we saw the, the, the first book, we were all very, very uh, excited. We felt like you know we've we've done something uh, special here, but we needed to validate it beyond you know my, my our, our kind of you know personal intuition or yeah. or, or my mum's compliments or my <laughs> wife's compliment, um, and uh, and for that we've uh, you know we put a very simple uh, landing page out there and we told people that this is what we're doing and. Uh, it was it was back in 2012 or 2013 I think that we were ready to make uh, the first hundred books uh, and it was very important for us to validate not only that uh, you know people will think that it's great but people will actually pay uh, money for this product and so we put it out there and uh, just pushed it through our you know our networks and our social media and um, and we got our first uh, um, 110, I think, uh, wow. paying customers, and uh, yeah, so that was yeah. that was kind of you know the, the the main validation that this can become a business, yeah, uh, or at least as a product, it can it can sell. So people are willing to put some money uh, to get their product, yeah. And and you know we've spoken a lot about Wonderly as a business and what you apply to it as a business, but what what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> Spare time. Yeah, no, I was thinking. Um, I was thinking. Should I ask this? No, I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh, I do have spare time. Um, well, in my other time, I've uh, I've got a beautiful family. I've got three daughters, mm-hmm. and um, and when I'm probably these days when I'm not uh, at Wonderbly or at home uh, with the kids, I'm outside training um, uh, for a triathlon. So that's my wow. thing. So I, I run a little bit, I swim a little bit, I cycle a little bit. And how many miles and, each are you uh, going to do for the actual... I am trying this year to go the next stage from an Olympic distance to a, a middle distance, or half Ironman, as it's called. So that's two, one hundred and half a marathon. Wow, yeah. well, best that's, of luck. That's, thank you very much. That's it, I put it out there. That, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, it's done now, you're yeah. liable now, you have yes. to do it. Exactly, exactly. Wow. So yeah, I'm hoping to do that in, in August. That's incredible. Well, but, you know, I hope thank it you. goes well. Thank you, Definitely thanks very much. You. And, you know, you're part of the London tech scene, the London startup scene. What do you think makes it so special? Um, I think that there's there's... From from me and from what I've seen and the kind of the the the, the kind of uh, culture or kind of subcultures and scene that I've I've uh, I've seen, um, there's 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 obviously a lot of things right now going on, uh, but I think that London seems to be quite good at uh, 
two two sectors or kind of two uh, two areas. One, London has always been um, an incredible creative hub, a global creative hub, and and I think that that with the uh, emergence of uh, of tech and the whole kind of startup culture created. I think a very interesting, very unique, very creative type of uh, of, of, of startups, uh, of which we feel you know part of. Yeah. Um, so that kind of creativity in tech is is um, I think London is, is very uh, uh, well positioned to, to to have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The other one, which is uh, not really my scene, but uh, I think uh, equally natural or organic for London is is fintech. Mm-hmm. Uh, London again, just like uh, being an amazing service and creative services hub, it's been a financial hub, a global financial hub. Uh, so you see a lot of interesting uh, disruption around around uh, fintech and and, yeah. and finance services. So I think that th- these are the two things. There's obviously a lot more. Uh, I feel like these are the two things that are quite unique to London, um, and and uh, London is is probably leading uh, in in you know, on these two fronts. Yeah, and and that's kind of the positive aspect of it. Now you know, are there any areas you think that it could improve on? I know there's sort of diversity gender pay gaps, there's skill shortages, you know, all these kind of words and, and things being discussed. Yeah. Is there any area that you particularly feel strongly about that it needs to sort of improve on? Um, definitely around gender gap, something that uh, more and more and more, especially as a uh, father to three daughters, I'm, I'm more aware of uh, and you know, would like to somehow be an agent of change. Okay. Um, and there's always there's always work on that. This is something which is, uh, uh, I guess, uh, especially close to my heart. Um, and and I think that London should improve. Well, and this is this is uh, this is a real concern. Um, I feel like London is becoming uh, just too expensive, uh, yeah. and Definitely. it is it is a real risk to the uh, creative and and the startup community. It just became. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm here for nearly 19 years now, and I think that what I felt, especially around here on Hackney and and and, and Old Street, and in the past 10, 15 years, this this um, great energy of of, of creativity, uh, quite kind of you know from bottom up, uh, a, a swell of creativity, which you know I have to I have to say. Um, that when that was matched with uh, the great initiatives uh, that Cameroon uh, took back in the day around uh, Tech City and obviously um, uh, Ron Silva, which was you know such a champion for for the London uh, tech community, um, it felt like there's something uh, very 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 exciting is happening here right now, and I, I have a concern that you know when I'm looking at places like Berlin on the one hand, mm. uh, when I'm looking at even Lisbon. Um, it does feel like, and I, and I can say it through my own team. I, you know, we've lost few people uh, because London just became too expensive to live in. And uh, and if you don't have, uh, uh, you know, parents' bank uh, that can help you with your rent, or uh, or, you, or you know, if they're living around, you can still kind of live here. Um, it's incredibly difficult to live here uh, on an on an entry salary oh, yeah. uh, in your first junior uh, uh, junior years, and um, I. I think that that, with the combination of Brexit, which I vehemently against, uh, means that talent will run out of London. Talent will 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 leave, um, and 
at the end of the day, you can have all the budgets in the world, you can have billions of dollars in venture capitalist money. If you don't have the people, you're not going to be able to do anything. Um, and I think that these two, these two trends, uh, the, 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 the completely idiotic Brexit uh, and, and the fact that London is, is increasingly becoming out of reach for a lot of people, um, is, is, is and should be of real concern to people. Absolutely, and I think a lot of people say money talks, but like you said, a business is not a business without the people. Exactly. So yeah, there's, exactly. there's definitely exactly. problems coming up, and I can you know I didn't even think about the expenses in London. So no, yeah. definitely a very valid point. But look, actually, that kind of covers everything for me, and I think it's been really interesting to explore your kind of personal journey from from being a child up into where you are now, and and yeah, I hope the triathlon goes well. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, I hope so too. And I'm looking forward to see what other awesome products that Wonderbly produces over the next year. Thank so you yeah, very much. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Cheers, it. Cheers, mate. Thank you.